0: Nine hertz podcast with this amazing new band we found called Cabinet. I think we both picked this one, Pete, didn't we? But it was just so filthy and, and disgusting, I just had to pick it. Um really unusual release from Bloody Mountain Records. We've played a few of their things before, but yeah, this really grabbed me. It's um it's just full of character and it sounds like, you know, just slurry coming out yeah. under pressure. It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you say, there's, it, it often is like one song a week, which we both picked. And this is, you know, cabinet of this week's dual choice. There's something with Bloody Mountain Records. I don't. I haven't. I've never got to the bottom of it. I, I've got a feeling in one of those labels where there's shared members between the bands, or that you know, there's some connection there. I yeah. might be wrong, but I, I, I suspect so. We played Superior recently, and maybe you know, maybe this is members of whatever it is. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, I picked up on it because of the label as well. At first, it's like it feels like it's like gurgling death metal you know the kind of real weird end of the genre which is i I love it there you know really do like where it's equal parts swampy and cosmic you know it's just i I love how it can be so disparate a sound but you know there's so many bands doing it and every one of them sound amazing so it's right up my alley in terms of death metal it's you know it's there's there's so many weird sounds going on there's bits where you know it sounds like a printing press gone berserk or (laughs) <laughs> or like there's a like a fly gone mad and is in the mixing desk you know like uh trapped within uh, but the whole is is this absolutely kind of mind warping cosmic kind of head fuck and i love it for it
0: yeah i mean like you say that that kind of snare sound does sound like a machine at, at points and it's got like that bleak industrial sound to it and i think the cover kind of uh, kind of communicates that a little bit as well But yeah, I think it's worth um, saying that's probably one of the shortest tracks on this uh, record that we've just played. That was actually called Captured in Permanent Pre-Sentiment of the Cornered Musk. But yeah, the whole record's got these very long, sort of difficult tracks, and it just makes a lot of sense to hear them all in order. It's just this swirling, filthy, kind of draining water. Uh, That's all I can kind of equate it to really, but it's just so good and there's so many layers, it's great. So if you want to hear that, you can head to Bloody Mountain records Uh the record's called Decomposing Hexahendric Sepophobia. So um yeah, see what you think of that. As ever, we've got nine amazing tracks for you this week. And um yeah, this this next one kind of it's the return of a band called Black Smoke. They seem to have done a split with a band called We Druid, who we we also played on the podcast before. And um yeah Pete this is um it's filthy stuff, isn't it? It's got a, like a touch of the Iron Monkey about it, but uh, that's no bad thing.
1: Yeah, I, that's exactly where you know where, where I was thinking. You know, I was thinking about it. So I, I don't. Maybe I spoke I said the same things about it last time, but it kind of it, it brings to mind this kind of a theory I have with that, you know the evolution of sludge. And um, I, I don't. This is a groundbreaking thought or anything, but there's kind of two two ways that you know, like bands kind of end up as a sludge band almost and what one is kind of the traditional sense of stoner bands who got heavier and swampier uh, you know like you know Bongzilla and Weed Eater and the likes, you know like the, the real kind of darker ends of stoner rock and then the other side is it's evolved out of the hardcore scene and bands who have kind of dramatically slowed their sound um uh, you know, and that was typical of the British theme, for example, in the, you know, in, in the early century uh, from like Iron Monkey and Charger and Boom and Lazarus Blackstar, all those bands we had at that time, that great scene we had. And Black Smoke remind me of that. They remind me the best of that. You know, maybe Charge is a good point. And, you know, it's it's so kind of vitriolic. And with that, it's so energized that it makes you feel alive. You know, this is music you want to. You want to listen to it in a sweaty, packed practice room venue. You know, you want to be there and witness it and and live it. And I don't, you know, I think that's everything you kind of I, I, you'd want to say about this because it's just brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty straight up, but it does the job, and it's exactly what you're kind of looking for in in a sludge band, basically. I think like we've we've probably said that before. Yeah, it's it's quite sort of simplistic, but it, you love it for that, basically. Uh, yeah. So if you want to hear this, you can head to blacksmoke71.bandcamp.com, and we're going to play the track. Dante's poem. amazing stuff there. So we're going to move on to um, a, another release from uh, a record label called Larry Records who um, we've played before. They, they tend to put out bands that were maybe around in the early 2000s, sort of 2005, six time um, and do like short runs of like really cool um, pressed vinyl or cassettes. Uh, tend to sell out quite quickly but you can buy the digital versions for practically nothing so it's a really cool uh, little label to sort of investigate. They've got more than um, 88 um, Releases there, so if you want to go and sort of pick up the discography, it's only about three dollars at the moment. So um, it's like a treasure trove of um, of yesteryear, really, in terms of uh, like screamo and and grindy sort of um, emo from that time. Talking of which, this is actually the return of a man called Anna Karina, who were quite big um, back then. Released a few records and splits in in the sort of like mid two thousands, and I was quite surprised. I mean, we've had this happen a few times lately. We've had like you know Halo of Flies records come back we've had the likes of today is the day re-releasing stuff from that time but this is a new quite quite sort of brief release from anna karina they've and they've come back i I thought this was amazing it's um it's quite rounded really so you get kind of a a song called we are passing that we can play next but there's there's also a song called you you weren't ready uh, and it's a bit more soft and a bit more kind of considered but um i is i guess this is is this is your first um sort of experience of this band pete
1: yeah yeah i've not heard them and you know it's I suppose, you know, it's been a while since... It, well, it's always going to be come but it's been a while since we played anything kind of um, so straight-up, outright Screamo. You know, I think yeah. we played a lot of the... You know, where it touches with uh, that, you know, that concoction of black metal and Screamo, which is a strange combination, but it does... You know, there's so many bands doing that really well now, but not like this, in it's Purity. Um, and no, I've not heard of them because, I you know, I, I don't have a history with Screamo. It's, you know, it's not it's not my thing because you know it would tend to be heavier things i listen to but I, I i totally get how you could be into this you know that soaring emotional kind of desperate you know feel to it It feels absolutely honest uh, with everything invested into it um you know I, I i wouldn't have the kind of references to point to maybe something like boston Argo or something like that but but yeah I, I i get this a lot and i can i completely understand how you could be totally into this music and totally into this band.
0: Yeah, I think I've got a bit of a a sort of soft spot for this era. Um, I think I was at uni at the time, this was quite big. They call it Scrams, I guess some some of them call it Scrams, but this is like an American band. But yeah, I'm thinking of bands like Satia, You and I, um, Funeral Diner, things like that, which um, directly influenced a lot of post-metal, I think, and possibly a lot of the crazier grind stuff like Trencher and early relativity and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Putting a pin in the map in the musical map there is always quite interesting when it comes to the like bands like this because there was a lot going on, a lot of bands doing a lot of interesting releases. So, um, Anna Karina being one of them, so yeah, I'm really pleased to see them back with um something so good as well. It's immediately so so amazing. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It looks like they're doing a cassette of this one, so if you want to pick it up, you can go to larry187.bandcamp.com. The release is called Always Moving Forward and we're going to play the song We Are Passing. So that was the excellent Anna Karina there, brilliant stuff. We're going to sort of move on to something, I guess, a bit more chaotic and, it, like, if you can believe it, um, from a band called Datum from New Zealand. Um, Pete, you, you picked this out, and I, I was completely um, floored by this. It's it's so intense and and strange. How did you find this one? And I guess what makes it so special? Because to me, it's like it, it's got so much going on.
1: Yeah. if you look at the the bandcamp tags, it just says punk doom. And Wellington, yeah. you know, from, from where they are. So, and then, you know, that sums it up. Well, I, like, I like that kind of, you know, don't want to stick a thousand on there, just that right, this is what we are. And, and it's that mixture, you know, what makes it special is that mixture of kind of almost an airy, doomy feel. Um, and then vocals that truly snap and bite, kind of in yeah. a little bit remind me of like Gallhammer almost, you know, on their doomy side rather than their black metal side. Um, the overall feel um, a bit like a call to karate and they're kind of the rawest moments just I, I really got this I've this song in particular I kept coming back to back to and then I, I was looking for even after I picked it I noticed I just checked out the lyrics and there's kind of you know there's it feels to speak of like self-destruction whether it's kind of planetary or human whether it's in allegory or not it's and then the lines on there, the final lines on this song say, it says, uh, junk on the seeds of lies, drowning in the whirlpool of the alt-right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of political. It's left-wing political. So, you know, I loved it before I'd read that and I, I adore it afterwards. I think, you know, they're from New Zealand. There's there's connections, I think, you know, might be on degrees of separation, I'm not sure, but with like bands like Meth Drinker and Unruly. So, you know, from like the, that great stock of like, you know, Sludge and Doom, and this is just another to add to that.
0: Yeah, just totally unique and and totally interesting, so, yeah, brilliant find, absolutely brilliant. So, if you want to hear this, you can go to datum.bandcamp.com, that's D-A-H-T-M. We're going to play the song Thirteen. That was the excellent datum from New Zealand. Uh, next, we're going to Germany for a band called Midnight Callings. And this is a, a really epic kind of 20-minute journey, really. So I think we'll, we'll play like a little bit from the middle. But if you want to go and listen to the whole thing, um, I, I'd fully recommend that. But um, yeah, this has got kind of a lot of a lot more going on than, than you'd first expect. You know, it's, it's very sort of like post-black post metal, I guess. It's got a lot of shifting, shimmering, sections to it like a, a wolves in the throne room release but i think there's a bit more going on um with this it's, it's very dense it's very layered um and it's it just kind of um, stuck out to me like among a sea of black metal that you listen to all kind of sounds very similar but this, it just had something interesting about it and i kept hearing little inflections and little added sort of like multi-layered stuff going on with this and i just really enjoyed it so the song's called the cosmological Wanderer." Um, what did you make of this one Pix? it's it's not an easy listen for you know the full 20 minutes you are going on a journey with it aren't you
1: yeah I I actually I I enjoyed it I really kind of submitted myself to it gave myself the time and and I enjoyed it at first you know I'm not the biggest uh, black metal listener and at first I thought as you kind of you know you you were saying at first I thought actually this is fairly fairly straight up black metal you know this is you know you where your your kind of mind's wandering to kind of ice tundras and you know Abath is fighting with a polar bear or something but um <laughs> I, I'm just talking shit but uh but the more it went on actually I, I got the same things as you did I started to think actually there's a lot more going on and then you know we, we've played quite you know we've picked quite a bit of space themed music this week or more than normal because there's always something in there and with the name you know uh cosmological wonder it conjures all sorts of thoughts you know and, and I think the time allows for that kind of exploration you know, musically and lyrically uh, you know musically and uh, thematically and uh, you know it, it, even for kind of such a you know daunting piece of work um you know such a long period of unbroken black metal it works and it fits and, and it allows for that sense of journey
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I can't remember the name of that band, but they released like a, a three or four hour um, like black metal album about Christmas last year, um, <laughs> and it, it just kind of. I listened to the whole thing like all day. It took me a whole day to listen to, but I felt like I'd been, you know, trudging through the woods in in the darkness, in the cold, you know. And um, this takes me to the same place. It's kind of, it's that. You know stargazing element to it. It, it it sort of thematically works and um yeah your mind kind of wanders into this abyss like you say so yeah i think it just black metal that does that is is black metal that works to me so yeah this really got full marks from me um see so yeah, if you want to hear it um you can go to midnightcallings-iec.bandcamp.com like i say we're going to play an excerpt from the cosmological wanderer So that was a band called Midnight Callings. there. brilliant stuff. Um, we're going to go on to a band that's, um I think I've actually seen at ArcTangent before called Sugar Horse. Um, kind of uh, blew me away live. And uh, I've never actually kind of gone back and listened to them on record. But I'm really grateful that you've picked out this uh, particular song. It doesn't really have much to do with the actual title. But it's called Shouting Judas at Bob Dylan, which I thought was brilliant. It's, um, it's that famous moment, isn't it? But yeah, I just thought it was just really manic and odd. Um, what what
1: kind of drew you to this one, Pete? I, I, it's this song, you know, like we got sent it through, I think we got sent through the press pack and, um, you know, the UK band, they're from Bristol, which is, you know, one of our favourite places in the UK, as, you know, from our from our times spent at temples festivals and wandering the city, I guess. Um, and I, I figured actually once I read up and I figured you might know them, you, haven't, you know, having gone to like Art Tangent and the thing, but it's my first time and this is the, the pre-release songs. It's the first one I came across and, I, you know, it's that, um it, it's just that riff you know it's got such a great great uh, riff in it it just instantly appeals to me and then you listen to the whole album and it's got an amazing array of musical styles across it um and you know i'm really grateful to have heard all that you know it's it's not out at the time of speaking um and not all the ingredients are kind of what i would normally listen to you know the, i'd say the bass ingredient for everything is is probably post rock but they they go in so many different ways with it um and and all of them are kind of special and then when it does venture more towards my typical kind of fare such as like this song and that and like say that walloping riff it just feels gigantic so you know it just feels like this is a really special album for that for that for that mixture
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's it's got a lot going on and uh I, I like the lyrics and the and the sort of vocal delivery on this one as well. So um that's definitely what I remember from seeing them live as well. I think there's there's a group of um Bristol bands that all kind of play the same gigs and I think this is one of the mainstays. Um there's quite a few uh doing the rounds, but um yeah, these are the ones that kind of, people do mention quite a lot as well. Um I think right. if Made Festival was still going we'd probably have them at, at Made um yeah. in Sheffield. So um Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense, I think. Um, Yeah, really, really exciting release. So um, it's called The Live Long After. And you can get this at sugarhorse.bandcamp.com. Like I say, we're going to play the song Shouting Judas at Bob Dylan. let yes. Excellent sugar horse there from Bristol. Uh, we're going towards Sweden for this next band. So uh, a band called Tungsint, who uh, I think got in touch with both of us separately and just said, hey, uh, we've got this new album out called The Drought. Um, would you like to play it? Here's, here's a download code. And yeah, I think we both del- downloaded this like freely of ourselves. And yeah, it's brilliant. It's kind of instrumental kind of stoner stuff, but really like unusual and off the wall. Um, it has to be said, um, the the cover to this is just bonkers um so it's probably worth going to uh just just have a look at the uh, the cover to this that aside um brilliant um little release like um probably about 20 minutes long kind of doesn't outstay its welcome and it's it's just very sort of straight up um what you expect really but yeah we, i really enjoyed it like um mm. it, it's got a bit of a space theme to it again like that like everyone these days but yeah it's great
1: yeah i'm very well for that you know and that yeah as, you know the It almost it portrays in preconception as to me, anyway, it's like space, spacey heavy psych. You know, imagine I would, you know, imagining that kind of full cosmic weight of Vinam Sabathi or Farflung or Yuri Gagarin. But actually I found it to be more delicate and thoughtful and introspective. And and I suppose actually that, you know, that introspection is is at odds with the outward looking open adventures of you know astral voyage but there's an understated beauty within it that you know and that makes that thought mute and it it's, it has these effects added in you know subtly as well you know like the odd beep of a you know a satellite maybe or and and those types of things just you know it pulls it all together really really delicately and, and cleverly I thought and it just all you know comes together to make sense
0: yeah, and I love the, the several reviews that mention uh, putting headphones on and uh, putting the lights down, and I think that's kind of vibe they're going for, you know, you kind of drift away with this one. Um, really exciting, really exciting band. So uh, we're going to play the first track of this. This is Kepler 62F, and you can get it at tungstint.bandcamp.com. So that was Tunsint from uh, Sweden there. Uh, we're gonna go to Karlsruhe in Germany uh, next for this one. So um, I actually did some digging online. Um, my, my band, um, Temple Steps, played uh, a brilliant little tour with a band called Wreck from Landau, uh, which is uh, not too far from this place. And um, yeah, apparently they know each other, or they know each other, you know, to say hi to. So small world, very small world. Apparently they, they um, do the stuff out of the same practice room and venues and stuff like that. So. Yeah, nice to get that little connection there. So, yeah, this band is called Witchfucker, which is amazing in itself. And, yeah, just what a unique sound. Um, so how did you find this one, Pete? Because it's just, like, the whole record is so varied and it's got a, a punkish tone to it. It's got a folkish tone to it. It's got all sorts going on. Yeah. Um, I couldn't quite put my finger on it,
1: no. which is great. I know. I know. It is, it is really good. I think I, I had low hopes, you know, for it, from the band name <laughs> and from, I think, kind of... Well oh yeah the album name's got like got the bad it's called bad vibes and the in, it instead of an s at the end and it's not that I'm, <laughs> it's not that I'm a grammar snob at all i I don't care but it's just like you know there's i had this correlation between you know silly names and kind of you know maybe like bad black metal or something like that um but but it just kept popping up in various places and you know like on emails or on things I should listen to so i i just you know i dived in and uh, lo and behold I absolutely loved it you know so from from track one which we're playing i just uh you know from midway through the album i realized I was completely taken with with both the album and the band mm. you know it's it's there's bits of you know moody and gothy and live but never cheesy and occult yeah. um they they seem to have like a sense of fun with them but then it's it's you know this is serious music it's there's bits which are kind of mature and wise, but it's never retro. They just, it fits in with a load of cool, like, doom elements, but without necessarily sounding like any one of them. Um, it just, you know, it sounds slightly original, and I love that about it. And it just creates this perfect balance, which is beguiling. Like I said, I'm, I'm besotted by this. I've, I've kind of checked out loads of stuff by them, you know, the back catalogue and all that, so Brilliant.
0: Yeah, really exciting um, stuff. I mean, I I listened to the whole thing uh, a few times today, and uh, yeah, there's there's bits which sound like prog rock from the 70s, like a bit of King Crimson in there. There's a bit of, I don't know, just mad um, kind of weird punk, like off-the-wall punk stuff. Um, Yeah, I I just thought it was really fascinating, and I think people will get that from this track alone. Um, but it's worthless. The whole whole record. So, like we say, the album's called Bad Vibes Only, and you can get it at witchfucker.bandcamp.com. We're gonna play the opening track. This is Gory. Okay, so that was Witchfucker from Germany uh, we're going to close um, I think we were both going to pick this one as well it's probably another one we're going to sort of like agree yeah. on, a um, band called Vow uh, from Manchester who I've seen several times and have just really floored me every time, I think I saw them at the um, I think they might have played the Baal um, album launch for the first record uh, and they certainly played uh, I think with Bellwitch in Manchester when I saw them and uh, yeah they've, they've blown me away every time um, so they've released uh, a new tape on um, Surviving Sounds, who are also bringing out some amazing records. Um, and I think I've bought everything they've they've put out so far. It's just been such quality so far. Um, so yeah, they've done a single track called Icarion uh, that they've actually remixed as well, um, sort of as the other side of the tape. And yeah, this is just like, it's incredibly good post-metal crossed with like a black metal tinge, I guess. Um, just very atmospheric, um, does a lot that sort of bands like Gozer from Sheffield do, like Baal do, like Hidden Mothers do, but it's got like this, I, I guess it's got like a, a sort of burning kind of prog edge under, under all of it. Would you agree, Pete?
1: Yeah, I think there's, you know, I'd say they're slightly more experimental than those yes. other bands you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, and I echo I echo everything you say, you know, I, I saw him, I've seen him a few times, including at one of the uh, Doomlines festivals in Sheffield. and. Mm they're you know formidable live um and it's just great to have more recorded output from them because they're, they're such an exciting proposition um it, it's kind of they've they've got like a masterful touch to that sound they've, they've got a handle on what they want to do i think you know it's epic without being pretentious and it's you know it's thoughtful and it's dramatic but it still retains its venom and i think that's key and, you know, and there are lots of other bands, you know, besides the ones you mentioned, to kind of try to attain this sound, but often fail and, and you know, very few do it as well as here.
0: No, and um, I think they're in great company on surviving sounds records as well. I mean, there's been mm. so many interesting um, releases on there, not, not least the uh, Hidden Mothers um, record and, and the sort of remix album they did, um, but also uh, the Astral Bodies record from, Probably about a year or two ago now uh, and i think they did the underdark cd as well so yeah i mean so much so much good stuff and on there. yeah and b hoover and agvira so yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's like a who's who really this this label and uh, yeah long may it continue it's it's great stuff and they seem to they seem to take their time but put out absolute quality so i think that's a, a key in, in why they're doing so well um so yeah if you want to hear this you can go to surviving or you can head to vowmcr.bandcamp.com to pick up the tape Uh, it's coming out on a translucent one in a translucent plastic slipcase apparently so it looks a little bit like uh, the Mersbau cover from a few years ago does strange things to your eyes Uh, so yeah we're going to play this Uh, the song's Icarian